A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a suitable partner for him. So the Lord God formed out of the ground various wild animals and various birds of the air. And he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called each of them would be its name. The man gave names to all the cattle of the birds of the air, all the wild animals, but none proved to be a suitable partner for the man. So the Lord God cast a deep sleep on the man, and while he was asleep, he took out one of his ribs and closed up, closed up its place with flesh. The Lord God then built up into a woman the rib that he had taken from the man. When he had brought her to the man, the man said, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of her man, for out of her man, this one has been taken. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked, yet they felt no shame. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 128. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. For you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Blessed shall you be and favored. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home. Your children like olive plants around your table. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Thus is the man blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Open my heart and on my lips that I worthily proclaim your holy gospel and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Alleluia, alleluia. Humbly welcome the word that has been planted in you and is able to save your souls. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus went to the district of Tyre. He entered a house and wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon, a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied and said to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the scrap children's scraps. Then he said to her, For saying this you may go, the demon has gone out of your daughter. When the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. The Gospel of the Lord. So I'll reflect a little bit this morning on this passage from Genesis, this beginning of the story of Adam and Eve, as Adam is created and names the animals, and in that way he participates in God's creation. And he is given a helpmate, someone to be with him, someone who will be a partner to him. And so from his flesh, he draws forth woman. And the two then become one flesh. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. But I want to reflect 
chiefly on this on this last verse of the passage that they were both naked and yet they were not ashamed now this of course is a characteristic of most animal life most creatures on the planet they walk about in shameless nakedness they never curse to them that they're not wearing clothes and part of this passage uh, one one level of understanding is that it works to serves to point out a difference between man and the other animals indeed we this is not my field but we learn more and more all the time about animal behavior and see in many ways they have behaviors that are very similar to man but it is yet there's this huge difference this huge chasm between the natural world between the animal kingdom and mankind I know I always I was uh, I almost chuckled when uh, it was uh, Jane Goodall's well, observing chimps and she gets all excited that a chimp had used a stick as a tool to get some ants to eat and I think well, while they're getting stamps while they're getting ants to eat on a stick mankind is singing sending men to the moon it's such a chasm of difference between us and the lower animals but above that sort of natural, literal sense of, of what the scripture is saying, there's a much deeper sense that God has called us to live without shame. God has not called us to be ashamed of ourselves, to judge each other, to be critical of each other, and mostly to be critical of ourselves. See, God has created us to live in purity, now today happens to be the feast of uh, Our Lady of Lourdes in which she proclaimed to Bernadette Subrius, I am the Immaculate Conception. That she indeed was born without any taint of original sin. She was born in that sinless purity that Adam and Eve enjoyed in the garden before the fall. But yet each of us are given that same gift at our baptism to be washed of the saint of the taint of original sin and to live in that purity that Adam and Eve enjoyed in the garden before the fall and part of that is to live without shame we carry so much shame we shame ourselves we shame each other we are judging each other we're judging ourselves I mean who is it that can look in a mirror and not say, oh, man, that's, you're getting a little heavy there, uh, Ed. You're getting a little old. Oh, I, I, I see some age spots. You know, your hair is mostly gone and what's left is very gray. And we, we tend to want to judge ourselves and we judge others. We look at someone and say, oh, they're, they're too skinny. They're too fat. Oh, they're beautiful. They're ugly. You know, we, we, we're constantly living in judgment. But that is where shame comes from. That is why Jesus taught us to live without judgment, to be totally free of judging ourselves and judging others. That we accept God's gift, Christ's gift at the cross, to be set free from all fear and from all shame. We notice later in the story that Adam and Eve sin, and the first thing they do is they become afraid. They become afraid of God. They become ashamed. They try to hide their nakedness. Fear and shame are the very symptoms of of sin in our lives of that judgment that we judge ourselves we judge others and that fills us with fear and shame but christ on the cross restores us to that purity that purity that adam and eve enjoyed in the garden before the fall so that we can live our lives without shame we can live our lives without judgment 
You know, those times we say, well, we're all sinners. Well, yes, I know that. But when we confess our sins to God, Christ promises he'll do three things. He'll forgive us our sins. He'll forget our sins. And he will separate us from our sins. That even if we were to commit murder, we would not be murderers because God has separated us from our sins. From God's perspective, we live in purity. And that allows us to live our lives free from all fear and free from all shame, free from anxiety. Now, Our Lady of Lourdes, one of the hallmarks of that apparition and of that ministry was healing. Well, imagine the healing that takes place when we come to grasp with the knowledge that we live our lives without anxiety. We live our lives without shame. How much sickness do we bring on ourselves because of our anxieties and because of our shame? Christ died to set us free from that fear and from that shame. And so often we, we as, as human beings, but you know, sometimes particularly religious human beings, want to manipulate others through guilt to point out their sins, point out their problems, and try to manipulate them through guilt and through shame. But that is not Christ's way. Christ's way is to love, motivate us by love, not manipulate us by guilt. And so we live our lives in this purity of freedom from anxiety, freedom from shame, freedom from guilt, not because we don't do anything wrong, but because we are infinitely and unconditionally loved. If we quit focusing upon ourselves and our weakness and our sinfulness and focus upon Christ and his love and his forgiveness, then we can truly live our lives without anxiety, without fear, without guilt, without shame. Because he has cleansed us and has imparted to us as a gift, not something we earn, but by his pure grace, he has imparted to us the freedom of purity that was enjoyed by Adam and Eve in the garden before the fall. Mary was immaculately conceived, and so she proclaimed that. But we are immaculately regenerated by God's gift at baptism. So we may enjoy that freedom and that blessing of being completely free from shame, free from judgment, free from sin, free from guilt. God has set us free. And in that freedom, God brings healing. Let us go to God now in prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to realize your grace in our lives, to look to you, to not look to ourselves or to one another, to judge ourselves or to judge one another, but to live in the freedom that you have given us as you have set us free from all fear and from all shame, to live before you holy and righteous, not in our own doing, but in the doing of Christ and the work of Christ on the cross so that in your sight we might be made holy and righteous, free from all fear, free from all shame. We pray to the Lord. 